0: Hi everyone, I'm Lisa Zerotny and welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. Today I want to talk to you about productivity and what I've learned about it in my own life. I will also share the number one productivity tool you'll need to be most productive and access its deeper purpose. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zerotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, Mom, to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Let's start with a word I know you've heard many times. The titles are everywhere Top Productivity Steps, How to Be More Productive. Even if you don't know what it is, you know you want more of it. <laughs> I know I always have. Even my business name, Positively Productive, pays homage to what I believe our end game is. Of course, positivity is part of that, but we'll get into that in another episode. Productivity is a popular buzzword that gets a lot of how-to discussion, but I'd like you to join me in looking at it from another side. There are so many ways to be productive, and you probably know a number of them, but what's the point of it? Why are we trying to be productive? Many of the productivity resources I have seen use it as a tool to do more, but the positively productive motto starts with do less, so right away you know I'm not behind the traditional way. So what else is there to it? Productivity, or being productive, is defined as the power of producing being creative, abundance, causing or bringing about of something. There are a number of other definitions, but those were the words that really jumped out to me because there was more to those definitions than I expected. And what I love most is that the collection of words speaks to more than just achievement or doing. Those words suggest fulfillment, plenty, and purpose. And that is what I want to highlight for you today. I experienced the deeper purpose of productivity long before seeing these definitions. I began with necessary efficiency in mind and discovered something much greater along the way. My mother passed away on Christmas 2011, a heartbreaking loss under any circumstances. This was compounded by the aggressive and unforgiving disease of Alzheimer's. For nearly five years prior, I was her primary caregiver. During that time, I gave birth to two beautiful, healthy children, and I was also running a business with my husband. I was a wife, mom, and business owner, an unusual sandwich caregiver, caught between parent and children, with no discernible room left for me. Life moved at a blistering pace, shooting challenges at me like one of those automatic ball machines. I took over as the family matriarch, which is a huge responsibility. All decisions were mine. I handled my mom's health, financial, and social needs, along with my own and my family's. I made appointments, shopped, cooked, cleaned, and basically kept our family going. Sleep was relegated to the optional category, as was my own health. If you've ever read an article on the mental load of women... This was me living it to its highest level. This time was emotional and often very confusing. It was painful, yet beautiful. I mean, we had the blessing of new life and milestone celebrations with the kids, and we had the unanticipated grief from losing my mom in pieces. Some days I felt like I had it under control. Most days, the only thing I knew for sure was where I put the chocolate. I still know that. The truth is, I never truly relaxed, and self-care was a rare guilty pleasure. It sounds crazy to me to say that now, but I felt like I was taking away from those I was caring for by giving to myself. I mean, Have you ever felt like that? I was in survival mode, and I'm betting I don't have to describe what that means to you. Maybe you've been there too, maybe you're there now, and if you are, I get it. For years, survival mode was the rule, not the exception. I got up every day and faced it the best I could. I made so many mistakes, but I made it through, and the experience affected me profoundly. I am more compassionate and patient than I ever thought I could be, and I see the world so differently now. I knowingly smile at the phrase, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. For me, productivity was necessary for survival. I minimized my schedule, I dropped all non-essentials, and unfortunately some essentials too, and learned to let go of obligations and expectations, most especially mine. I wrote down everything and planned ahead each week. Lists were my life, and they still are. I embraced shortcuts and used the words easy, simple, and fast in my searches for every task you can imagine. I did it unapologetically then because I needed it to be that way. But I still do it to this day for different reasons. I can see clearly how productivity practices helped me survive, but I've also figured out how they've helped me thrive, and I'm excited to share that with you. Part of my life lesson from this time was figuring out what really needed to be in my life. When you're forced to let go of things, you have an opportunity to see what wasn't that necessary in the first place. And as you rebuild your life, you can decide what you allow back in. My first choice was simplicity. I aggressively decluttered my personal space and schedule and explored different ways I could get things done with less effort. Simplifying was my number one goal. It made space for the healing I desperately needed, and my entire family benefited. We spent more quality time together. Organized spaces made chores easier, which reduced the pressure on me. Simpler systems helped life flow easier. Creating space helped me make room for me again. I learned to forgive myself, and as I grieved and recovered, I poured through inspirational resources on positivity, mindset, and gratitude. I elevated self-care to mandatory, and that most certainly included sleep. It still does. And I focused on ways to fill my cup up again. As soon as I increased my self-care, I saw a shift. I wasn't just happier, I showed up differently. I was a better mom and a wife. I was a better person. Does any of this sound familiar? Have you been through something like this? I would love to know if you have. Did you simplify your life or are you hoping to now? If you want to now, then let's get into the how part that I promised you at the beginning of this podcast. The number one productivity tool for you is not a technique or an app. It's self-awareness. That might sound tongue-in-cheek, but I mean it. Our best first tool for achievement is knowing ourselves. What I mean by this is knowing what we want, and knowing how we work best. It can be easy to take someone else's advice because they're convinced it will work for you, and they convince you. And you might get lucky, and it will work, but when it doesn't, all too often you think something's wrong with you. Not so. Finding and developing the right productive habits that will work for you requires a willingness to look inside yourself and a desire to shift your perspective. It's not always easy, but the results are worth it. Instead of sending you off and simply saying, know thyself, let me go over the four main areas I work with clients on to identify, to shift, to reduce, and to plan. Identify. Your values, your dreams, your purpose. Do you know what you truly value? Have you checked your core values lately? What do you really want? What drives you? When you're clear on this and honest in your approach before you set your goals, you create a critical alignment. This not only increases your likelihood of achieving your goals, it helps you design the life you want to live. To shift is to shift your perspective, sometimes called your mindset, Think in terms of gratitude, obligations, possessions. Ask yourself, why do you do the things you do? Why do you buy and keep certain possessions? What kind of person do you want to be? Shifting your mindset requires frequent inspiration and practice, like building a muscle. Simplicity and consistency will help. Believing in your ability to shift your perspective is crucial. You can do this. You can use vision boards and you can use affirmations. You can do a gratitude journal. You can do a gratitude practice, which is something that I help people do in my free gratitude group. I will make sure to include that in the show notes. Shifting your perspective will shift your expectations. The third area is to reduce, and that's the decluttering part that you will hear me say all the time. Remove all the things that do not serve you. Clutter is not just objects. It's the digital noise that surrounds you. It's the demands you make of yourself. It's your busy calendar. Every object you own, owns you. Everything you say yes to represents at least one no to something else, if not more. It's time to clear your path, both physical and mental. And the fourth area is to plan. Now that you've done all this assessment, planning takes place. Take what remains and create a plan that honors your value and fosters the changes you've made. It's about being proactive versus reactive. Start with a weekly review. Focus on the tasks that will move you most efficiently toward your goals. Continue to apply the right productivity approaches for you, for you and for the task, to achieve those goals. If you take the time to work through these areas, honestly and genuinely, you cannot help but come out the other side with a completely different perspective. While results vary depending upon the person, the most common feeling is one of freedom. Imagine creating space in your life for those things you think you don't have time for. Dreaming, helping, learning, relaxing, exploring simply being. To me, that is the deeper purpose of productivity. Would you like some help with those four areas mentioned? Go to my website, positivelyproductive.com, and click on the resources link. With one sign up, you'll receive access to the full Positively Productive Resources Library. That includes a core values worksheet, a joy list worksheet, which is fantastic, to create your own self-care guide. Until then, remember why you want to be productive, and how paying more attention to yourself is key. Productivity is being able to do things that you were never able to do before. Franz Kafka thank you for joining me on the positively living podcast your time is precious and i'm honored you chose to spend it with me if you'd like more information on today's show you can find a link to the show notes on positivelyproductive.com podcast if you found value in the show please click subscribe and even better give a quick review on itunes it supports me and will help others find the show if you'd like more positive content come join me on social media Positively Productive on Facebook and Positively underscore Lisa on Instagram. Get ready for kids, cats, and all my quirky humor over there. I look forward to having you join me next episode. Until then, keep it positive and keep making space for what matters most.